uh, you know, my compliment for you is your backside look really great in those pants. Uh, you know, just something like that. And so I think marriage starts with a mindset. Uh, if you have the mindset that, oh, there's a way out, then you don't grow as a human being because you're not learning anything because you're just copping out. At least that, that's what I think. I think that, um, you know, there's extenuating circumstances, of course. There's all, you know, there's ex there's definitely extenuating circumstances, but as we a play whole- play the hypothetical game all the time. Right, all day long. I think as a whole, I think you will appreciate this. And then it's almost like when she doesn't notice it, I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> so it's- um, First of all, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, right? Make it about me. My mom used to say, I don't always like you, to me. She'd say, I, I don't always like you, but I'll always love you. That's what my mom said the exact same thing to me. <laughs> she goes, I don't have to, she goes, I love you, but I don't have to like you. <laughs> <laughs> big facts so here's why she wants to kill me and um, <laughs> i'd love to know how to avoid that outcome if at all possible and i'll never forget we'll just we'll just have sex next week <laughs> like, that has happened put it, put um, it on the to-do list yeah, yeah put it on the to-do list Tuesday night, is that good for you yeah Thanks for joining us on MVP, the Micah and Ben podcast. This podcast made by average people for the average person, where we discuss a variety of life situations, but with realistic candor, as opposed to the highlight reel we often see on social media, you know, where people only show the best parts of themselves and then never tell you any of the bad parts. <laughs> um, it seems to be a little rampant. So we're certainly not professionally licensed or we're not professional psychologists or anything like that. Um, however, we are human beings and we are willing to be open with you, our extended family, in the hope that by doing that, you can feel encouraged and in community as opposed to isolated and alone. We may talk about serious topics on here, but we love to laugh. So join us as we chat and laugh and don't forget to subscribe as well as reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at actual MVP good play on words there mvp mvp so at actual mvp or email us at actual mvp at gmail.com mm. we out so, here <laughs> yeah. so uh with that being said i know before we jump into this episode last time we discussed some goals that we had set for ourselves from the beginning of the year um ben how are your goals coming yours was about exercising weightlifting just kind of being not lazy again so yeah how's that going? it was uh, it's good so far so i just got back from vacation yesterday um we were in where'd you go we were in uh, lake tahoe we we i say we me i speak to myself in the third person um mm, it's good i needed a vacation i just needed to get away from work and uh so i left i got a buddy that lives in tahoe and we went and we snowboarded and it was a blast um so i didn't technically get in the gym last week but uh i killed it on the mountain and i'm hurting like ever i'm just i'm hurting so everywhere bad. everywhere <laughs> so Love good that. i would say my goals are good <laughs> i plan on getting back in the gym today uh and just continuing on so i would say we're 10 out of 10 so far love that mm -hmm. yeah snowboarding is not something to play around with it's like wakeboarding is kind of the same i feel like but you don't underestimate it, especially when you're out on the freaking mountain all day and your legs are just screaming at you. It's like the walk to the car is like the worst part. <laughs> and also, because oh, you've been going fast all day too, so then you're like trying to walk to the car and it you takes feel like forever. you're going in slow motion. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yep, yeah, well, yep. for myself, uh, I am 
slowly, very slowly inching towards my goal. Um, we, Joe updated my uh, workout plan to add more cardio and we're kind of escalating it as the, the months go on. But mm-hmm. then this week, Charlotte got a fever on Sunday. She stayed home Monday and I was home with her, but I managed to get in a workout that afternoon. I worked out Tuesday, but then started feeling this weird tickle in the back of my throat. And Wednesday, me, Elizabeth, and that's bad grammar. Elizabeth, Lily, and myself were all sick with something, and I think it's all different. Um, Lily ended up having a double ear infection. I have some kind of flu-like cold thing-ish, but um, Elizabeth just was feeling nauseous or something. Anyway, so that goal is going pretty well. Uh, I mean, it's at least going in the right direction. It's not that's good. Yeah. anything uh, super exciting, but being sick kind of throws a wrench and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other piece of it was just loving Elizabeth better. Yeah. Uh, so trying to do little things around the house to, to make her feel like she can come home and rest. Right. As opposed to feeling like she has to come home and keep working. So, right. Anyway, yeah. that's how the goals are going. Yeah. Good. Well, that's yeah. good. Well, let's transition uh, today's episode. We're going to be talking about love buckets. Uh, it's the first of a four-part series on marriage. Um, I'm going to reemphasize Malage. what Mike, Malage, what Micah said. Uh, we are not trained professionals. We are talking to you from experience from our everyday life. Um, I can't speak for Micah, but I can barely adult at times. Um, so Big facts. You're more than welcome to disagree, <laughs> agree with us. Uh, as a matter of fact, Mike, I don't know if you're up for this. Uh, if, yeah. if you're on the opposite side of what we're talking about, reach out to us, social media, email. Uh, I'd, I'm, life is just about learning and loving, and um, I'd love to hear a different opinion and, and see where you're, you're coming from. So, um, you know, we want to share with you, but we also want to hear from you as well. So okay. uh, the four episode topics we'll be talking about are love buckets, the four batteries, expectations versus assumptions, and balancing mm-hmm. truth and love. Now, that being said, we're going to go back in time, start this conversation with Micah and I's first year of marriage. Um, but before we do that, Micah, why don't you explain to people what a love bucket is? We kind of touched on this before we started recording. and we Yeah. <laughs> explain what a love bucket is. <laughs> Well, you see, when you go to Lowe's, you're going to hang right by the register. (laughs) Just kidding. No, it's not something you can pick up from Lowe's. It's not something you can order from Amazon, kind of like we joked about Home Depot. Home Depot. Yeah. You can't order success on Amazon. You also can't order a love bucket on Amazon. And this is instead a metaphor uh, or a concept. And the idea comes from this. We should want to pour out our love on our spouse or significant other, but we can't pour what's not there. So, it, for example, if I was ha- handed a watering pail, like, cause I, you know, back to landscaping, got all these plants around the house. So if I was handed a watering pail or jug and told to go water the plants, I would sure hope it's not empty. Otherwise, those plants aren't getting uh, going to make it. So how does our bucket get filled in order to have something to pour out? You may have heard of love languages. Uh, there's, there's, I think, a, at least one book, if not more, about that. There's another book called Love and Respect. Or if you've done a lesser-known personality test called the Enneagram, uh, any of those are great. But the simple fact is that we're all unique individuals with different love buckets, 
needing to be filled in unique ways. So there may be some similarities between what Ben and I talk about, or even you and your friends, uh, the, the circles that you run in, but ultimately we each have to figure out what fills us up and be able to communicate that to our spouses or significant others. Goodness, you and me. First year, year one. Year one, (laughs) ground zero. What are some things that you experience? What are some lessons that you, now looking back on it, you definitely had to learn uh, probably the hard way because I know us. Yeah, Um, always, always the hard (laughs) way. It's always the hard way. I would say something that I learned in like year three, that's not year one, but I realized that it applied in year one is when you yeah when you say till death do us part like that's it like if you are you when you commit this is how i'm wired when i commit i commit like that's it so i think marriage starts with a mindset uh if you have the mindset that oh there's a way out then you don't grow as a human being because you're not learning anything because you're just copping out at least that that's what i think i think that um, you know, there's extenuating circumstances, of course. There's all, you know, there's ex- there's definitely extenuating circumstances. But as we can a play whole, the hypothetical game all the right. All day long. I think as a whole, you know, I was I, I was always taught like if you're mad and I'm mad, you go to that room, I go to this room. We're gonna be upset, and then we'll get back together when we're not mad anymore, and we'll figure it out. Like we're gonna fight this out. You go to your corner, I'll go to my corner, and we'll just, you know, we'll cool, cool off, off, and then, yeah. you know, we'll see how we can fix whatever it is we're upset about. Um, sure. So, if I think my mindset in year one, um, you just really don't know what you're getting yourself into. Um, <laughs> You don't, and you and you can't, right? Like right, never, right. And it started when you get married. Usually, it's your, I mean, we'll say your first time, your first marriage. Like that's your first time. You, you're not gonna know what you're getting into. I've never had kids until Charlotte, so mm-hmm. like of my own. So I didn't know fully what I was getting right, into. You right. can't know. So that's not yeah. like anybody's fault. It's just you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just you don't know you aren't aware cognitive of, of what it takes and then you get into year you know four and five and you're like okay well i haven't been married a decade so i don't have that much experience but i know enough to get by um right. so i would say it, our marriage started easy i mean it really was you're still like not pooping in front of each other you're not farting in front of each other because like ooh, like you know <laughs> everything's oh, you're not supposed to do that i mean it was first year of marriage was real <laughs> silly man it was like uh you know you're still in honeymoon right and i don't want to say that you know we don't maintain the honeymoon phase because we definitely you know i i try to i try to keep you know you you try to keep things exciting you try to keep things fresh um you know so life does that by itself um you know just as life goes things unfold and you handle it together so i would say it started started easy uh, and got more difficult as we were trying to learn each other. Uh, and so something that I think she knows that fills my love bucket, back to you know what we were talking about. So I, she knows that I like with my work and the way things go, like I'm always out and about, I'm always talking with people. So I very much value my quiet time. And she knows that my love bucket is really, it's silence, it's 
playing games and it's being left alone on home projects. Like really just being left alone is my love is my me love time. bucket. Yep. Me time. It really is cuz I don't have the battery to just keep like after work talking with people all day, maintaining people's is basically as a real estate agent, I maintain people's emotions. Like I handle people's emotions. That's a big part of my job. And so when I come yep. home, the really the last thing that I want to do is maintain more emotions. <laughs> I just want to stop. Um, but that's not life. That's, you know, welcome to life. Um, so for me, it's, I need some just quiet time either at the beginning or end of the evening uh, to just brain dump, you know, just basically wipe the brain and reset. Um, so for her, her love bucket is quality time, hundred percent. And I think a little bit acts of service quality time is intentional quality time, intentional acts of service. Um, that's really her, her, those are her love languages. Um, that single word is a fantastic delineation between like, to actually, I guess, further define what quality time even means. It's intentional. It's not just accidental you're both sitting on the couch watching right. the same show right. it's like no we carved out time for each other right well it's like it's like the the fact that i made like she can see i made the effort to do this or do that like that's what makes it like if i do something and it's not like on her radar like it all almost like i'll do something as like oh i'm gonna do this for like active you know i'm gonna nikki will appreciate this and then it's almost like when she doesn't notice it i'm like really really <laughs> so it's um first of all how dare you <laughs> yeah right make it about me um no but that's uh it, it's it's it needs to be for her it needs to be intentional like she has to she has to be able to see like hey i made the effort um so that's her language her her love language um you know, life has this weird thing of like not really maintaining a steady course. It goes left and it goes right and it goes up and it goes down. And so freaking life. We are both learning. I think Nikki is a fantastic wife and she's going to be a fantastic mama. Um but we I are just we are, you know, it's just finding finding what we have to do to make it work and that's just marriage that goes that will be for the rest of time you know while we're on this earth is we're going to always be learning learning each other we're going to always be you know figuring out new quirks what you like what you don't like you know there's always something to learn and so i would say that if you feel like you know your spouse to a t uh mm, you may want to rethink that thought <laughs> I'd say just give it time. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, like you're saying, life goes left, right, up, and down. It's like you could experience something together that all of a sudden it, it does fundamentally change the way you interact with one another. Mm -hmm. Like for us, we had two miscarriages. Right. Things were different after that happened. Right. So we're we're much closer. We both react to things differently. Than you we see things before. in a different light. Yep. Very much so. So you don't. I don't think that like the core of who a person is changes much mm -hmm. outside of some like dramatic event. But there's definitely growth, right? And growth right. is changed to a degree. Um, so I don't think that your internal character will change a lot over time. But I do think that the way you handle things, the way you interact with your environment, the way you interact with the other people in your life, that definitely um, will show growth over time mm -hmm. so well and as life experiences I, I, happen your viewpoints change and how you perceive things changes and 
True. Um, yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I think you know, there's also been times where when when you are not meeting your spouse's love bucket per se, you don't have say. You know, there's been times where I've come home and and I've had a long day and I just I just don't have it in me. And <laughs> and you know, it's really funny the way. <laughs> God's got a sense of humor. There's no like pause real quick. God's got a sense of humor. Like we, Nikki and I are so similar yet so unbelievably different. Um, and just the way we're wired and the way we, uh, the way we handle things. Um, I am at work all day with people. And the last thing I want to do when I come home is really talk to anybody. Nikki is in an office all day in a, you know, cooped up. And she comes home and she wants time. She needs time. And so, you know, it's finding, figuring out how to balance that. And there's been times where, you know, she comes home and she's like, hey, let's do this, do this, and do this. And I'm just like. <laughs> and now we're far enough in our marriage to where she recognizes it. Uh, but before, um, you know, it, it's, I would, I've, I've, you know, I've gotten home and she's, you know, she comes home and she's excited and she wants to spend time. And I just like, I, I'm just snappy. I'm snappy. Um, you know, she says something and I snap at her and it's just, um, you know, there've been times where it's just, I've, I'm grumpy. I'm just straight up grumpy. You're on and empty. Empty. I'm on empty. And before we've kind of, you know, we've learned each other's uh telling signs if that makes sense like all right i know not to not to you know leave nikki alone when she's in this state uh and vice versa leave ben alone when he's in this state uh but early on that necessarily wasn't a thing and so we'd get into just the stupidest fights about silly things um and it's just i think you know i think that's in all honesty i think it's a rite of passage for marriage like if you are married and you get along like fantastically and you're you know five years of marriage and you know, everything's perfect, then like awesome on you. You have been absolutely blessed. But I feel like this is just part of like, you know, I made a commitment. I love my wife and I'm going to change what I can to make it work. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. think that that's a, a core decision that anybody that gets married has to make is, are you choosing this or are you just like, oh, we're just... We're in love, and so we're just gonna give it a shot. No, 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 you you don't you don't give marriage a shot. Like you you have to make that choice. That's something that my grandpa instilled in me. Um, you commit. And he, yeah, and he once told me that liking somebody is an emotion, but loving somebody is a choice. Mm. And that that was all the difference I needed um, in my mind. Uh, but my uh, <laughs> my mom used to say. I don't always like you to me. She'd say, I, I don't always like you, but I'll always love you. That's what my mom said the exact same thing to me. <laughs> she goes, I don't have to. She goes, I love you, but I don't have to like you. <laughs> <laughs> Big facts. Uh, yeah. Man. So, yeah, your your first year and kind of the experience I've told now is pretty similar to mine in, in terms of just like, I don't know, growth. <laughs> yeah, it started easy and just got difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I we've had bumps all along the way, but I yeah. think that um I think that it, mine and it, well Elizabeth's and my background 
uh, and just kind of where we come from in life has helped a lot because we've like interrelational conflict uh, has been handled differently on both of our sides of the family. And so we've seen, you know, kind of how to and how not to um, handle conversations and handle uh, struggles and things like that. And so we've definitely hit some obstacles um, along the way, but thankfully we are not the type to keep it to ourselves if we're having trouble. Mm -hmm. So we would go to somebody that we trust uh, and no really cares about us and say, um, so here's why she wants to kill me. And um, <laughs> I'd love to know how to avoid that outcome if at all possible. And I'll never forget when we were really starting to deal with like, okay, well, Micah wants me time and friend time and Elizabeth wants quality time, but I don't understand. We watch a whole series together on television. <laughs> Seems like quality time to me. Um, oh. and, well, you went and hung or you played video games the other night and by yourself. So isn't that me time? I'm like, it's not the same. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we ended up requesting or asking to, uh, two of our like older friends kind of mentors to come over and we told them what was going on. And I remember uh, the wife just looks at the husband and they both start laughing. Oh no. And Elizabeth and I both were like, are you serious right now? You can't just, you can't just come into our house, listen to our problems and die laughing. That's not how this works. Don't you know how this works anyway? So they, they start laughing and the wife Gala just looks at us and goes, well, good news. You are perfectly normal. <laughs> and I was like, what kind of crazy nonsense? Uh, they, but they went on to tell us, and it's kind of what we've been talking about this whole time. It's like so many people experience these things to, to a variety of degrees, but at the same time, it's still the underlying thing, which is growth. And what do I do when I'm drained? And mm -hmm. how do I stay filled up so that I can then go love my wife well? Um, because if I need to show that to her, then how do I do that if I got nothing left? So it's kind of this, it's a chain reaction here. And that was, man, our first year was filled with poor communication. Um, we were both teachers, so we, we could communicate, but it's just a matter, like if you don't have the right vocabulary, it's going to be difficult to communicate. The whole, you know, if you're trying to explain a con, you know, the thing that yeah, words are big. Oh man, words the, are yeah. <laughs> you know where the door is by the the wall over there. There's a tree. Yeah, uh, the restroom. Yeah, the restroom. You know, like the one word just solves the whole problem. Um, I know, for example. But when I kept saying that I I wanted to go spend time with my guy friends, and wanted to at, at this time I'd play video games, but it wasn't like anything on with friends or whatever so it wasn't friend time to me like it is now uh but i would say yeah i want to go hang out with blaze i want to go hang out with dan and it became an issue of she felt like she i think consciously logically she knew this wasn't true but she felt like i was prioritizing other people over her mm -hmm. and when she brought that up to me, of course, naturally I got defensive. I was like, that's ridiculous. I don't prioritize, but I don't think that they're better than you or anything like that. I'm not trying to get away from you and escape from you. Come on now. You're my wife. I chose to marry you. I wanted to marry you. Like That's still true. I just mm -hmm. need some guy time. Looking back on it, I think it all just had to do with 
the transition from singleness or or at least the non-marriedness because that transition to marriage is really not something that happens overnight or even a single ceremony or from what we're talking about not even in the first few years no it's constant it's a long process yeah so i um i remember we we talked a lot about it figured out that i just i thought that i was going to think differently all of a sudden now that i had a ring on my finger and i thought that i would behave different now that i had a ring on my finger and like we're married we're not just dating and for us we didn't live together before so now we're living together like i come home and she's there and i leave and come back and she's still there and it's like well this is my my life and it's just new and Mm -hmm. so trying to figure that out um was different she ended up reading a book i ended up later after the fact doing the audiobook um the book was called love and respect by emerson I don't even know how to say his last name, Egrix or something. He has a PhD, just for the record, in child and family ecology. So apparently he knows what he's talking about because I didn't know that was even a thing. That's a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So she she read this book, and thank God it explained things to her better than I could about my own self, um, which ended up saving me. A lot of pain and then i was like wait if like i'm trying to explain it and then i thought well wait if that helped her understand me then maybe i should go read it and better understand her uh duh so anyway he made the point and some of y'all are going to agree with this some of you may not this is not a 100 percent or zero percent type of thing um just one usually outweighs the other that women are naturally inclined to be loved while men are naturally inclined to want respect Again, that doesn't mean that you only want love or respect, but just over enough case studies, he he figured out that, yes, women tend to want love and men tend to want respect. Now, how you communicate that and how you define that may, you know, for me, it may sound like, yeah, I want to be loved and here's how I want to be loved. And then Ben hears that and goes, so you want to be respected? Well, no, I want to be loved, and here's how I want to be loved. No, 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 that's respect. So you may define it differently, but um, she read this book. Elizabeth read this book, and it really helps her understand me because I was just doing a crappy job of explaining what I needed, how I needed it, you know, whatever. Um, And I'm not going to do like a book report here. That's not the point of this podcast by any means, but I do want to share with you guys two acronyms that are in the book uh because i i just i personally this was kind of the linchpin that that helped us just understand each other better so for her for women he says they they spell love c-o-u-p-l-e and these are just things that women seek so closeness openness understanding peacemaking loyalty esteem so it's closeness pretty self-explanatory she wants you to be close that's not just physically that's also emotionally even mentally uh spiritually she just wants you to be close openness wants you to open up to her understanding (sighs) (laughs) this is a big one this is a big one and this is something just for the record this is something that like i didn't realize i was doing until it got pointed out to me and then i was like oh 
That's terrible. This is like <laughs> this is like a recent lesson for me, at least. Uh, 100%. So understanding is don't try to fix her. Just listen. Now, disclaimer, there are times now, like Elizabeth and I are about to celebrate five years, so this didn't happen in the first year of marriage, but there are times now where Elizabeth will start just brain dumping on me and telling me every word vomiting, just letting it all out. And I'm sitting there, I'm immediately putting the pieces together. Well, this is how this can be solved. And this is, and I'm keeping my mouth shut, but internally I'm fixing all the problems. Um, it's kind of like the arguments that you win a hundred percent of the time in the shower by yourself. So I'm, <laughs> then you forget, you get out of the shower and you go to start the argument and you're like, crap, what was my yeah, point? It's like a dream that you remember, <laughs> like, yeah, there was like a donkey in it, but I don't know if that was a representation of me or somebody else. Anyway. So the point is don't fix her. But with Elizabeth, now we've gotten to the point where I will often, this just back to communication. I'll look at her and say, are, are you looking for me to just listen and let you vent? Are you looking for me to comfort you right now? Or are you looking to, for me to help you problem solve? And she and I at least have the understanding of like, I mean that genuinely. I'm not, I'm not going to sit there when she's like, I just want you to listen. I'm sitting there vibrating. Yeah. You're not patronizing for, her. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, not at all. I mean it seriously because especially with us, like eventually she'll come back to me if she needed like help solving some problem and she'd be like, okay, now I'm at a spot where I can listen. What would you do? Right. Right. And That's... so understanding even in that situation is like me understanding that she may have some expectation for me, which we're again, going to talk about expectations versus assumptions, but I'm trying to communicate like, how can I best love you? And I want to understand what you're wanting right now. Please tell me what you're wanting right now. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. Um, did you want to say something real quick before I move on? Um, I had a thought, but it's oh, a brain thought. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> okay, I, I had one. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It flew off. It flew okay. off. So with the peacemaking, she wants you to say, I'm sorry. And a big ego check here. Even if you may think that you're right about whatever the topic is, just apologize for hurting her. Like in my case, I just... I may think that I, my facts were sound and I think that she's not even thinking through the full problem and all that. I will at a minimum say, I'm really sorry for hurting your feelings. I did not want you to feel belittled or patronized or anything like that. Will you forgive me? The loyalty is the L, uh, the loyalty, the L is loyalty. And that's just, she needs to know that you're committed. Um, one time I, I told my buddy Blazel that a lot of times girlfriends or um, yes, well, more so girlfriends, they can get um, just nervous and seem a little bit like anxious about something. And it's purely just because they don't know what the future holds with the us in the gate, in the relationship. And once you get married, there's a lot more peace because they know they have that security of like, you're there. So they don't have to worry about what's going to happen necessarily in the future. They have that peace of mind. Like, no, we're married. We're, we're here. Um, esteem. She wants you to honor and cherish her. I mean, I try to be Elizabeth's number one cheerleader. Uh, I don't, I intentionally do not talk negatively about her 
uh, to other people. If I have beef with her, then she's the only one that needs to know about that. Um, and there are, I, there are a couple people that we trust very closely that we both know who these people are that will go in and talk about an issue, but we don't just badmouth each other to other people. We try to solve the problem. So, uh, keeping that in mind, we try to keep each other's esteem high with men. And I'll, I'll try to go through these very quickly. It's, it's a weird acronym, but chairs, like you sit in a chair and there are three of them chairs. It's conquest, hierarchy, authority, insight, relationship, sexuality. Now, I know that especially the first three, conquest, hierarchy, and authority, I'll be honest, even when I was typing those words out, I kind of started getting uncomfortable, like, man, but like... We are men, rah! Yeah, what about <laughs> that uh, that whole toxic masculinity thing? And that's just so we're crystal clear from where I'm at least coming from. I believe that if the husband, if I'm really trying to love Elizabeth, then that will come through. That will supersede my own ego every time. Uh, at least that's the ideal, right? So mm -hmm. even with a uh, conquest, that's just, and I'll just speak as if it's me and Elizabeth and me. Uh, that's her appreciating my desire to work and achieve stuff of just basically goal setting and trying to knock it out. She she definitely understands that. She knows that I'm all about goals and, and hitting them. Um, for hierarchy, it's that she appreciates my desire to protect and provide for my family. Um, I could give you all plenty of examples where I have selectively chosen to make myself uncomfortable for the sake of my family, uh, just providing for them. But uh, the A in chairs is appreciate my desire to serve and lead. Um, I do like to lead my family in the right direction. Um, I also like to serve my family. I think that servant leadership is one of the best character traits to have uh, as a person, really, when it comes down to it. But um, especially in my case, as the husband and dad in the home. So ch chairs, insight, I is for Elizabeth to appreciate my desire to analyze and counsel. Kind of goes back to that whole like fixing it thing. As long as she understands that, like, in that moment, I'm analyzing everything, and I want to counsel her on everything that I have figured out suddenly. I know all the answers. My my desire is there. I may not have the right answer, but my desire is to problem solve, essentially. Uh, and then the R in chairs relationship. That's just that Elizabeth would appreciate my desire for shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder friendship. Uh, whether that's, in my case, being a dad, I don't and kind of, I don't want to stay up late and be out somewhere. I want to be at home. So I choose to do that through playing video games online with my buddy Michael uh, in South Austin, sometimes with you over in Houston. And that to me is that shoulder to shoulder friendship. And she doesn't understand like the whole video game situation, but she understands that that's how I get my shoulder to shoulder friend time. Hmm. We don't always talk about a bunch of deep stuff. That's just, we're just there. I talk about deep stuff with her. I, mm -hmm. I may talk about deep stuff with a couple other friends, mm -hmm. um, but I mean, even you and me, the, we've had very few deep conversations along the way, but a lot of really superficial, dumb, pointless mm -hmm. conversations. Um, <laughs> but as far as chairs is concerned, the last letter is the S, that's sexuality. And that's just that she would appreciate my desire for sexual intimacy. And I'll put it this way. Um, I explained to a friend of mine once that 
least for this is for me this i'm just going to be vulnerable when you know when you're 18 19 20 and you are like man i'd really love to try some beer man i can't wait till i can drink of age and it's legal or whatever but then all of a sudden you're 21 22 23 somebody's like do you want a beer no like i just want water Mm -hmm. it's not it's not as big of a deal but it's still a part I, i like to drink wine with elizabeth uh especially if we're having like meet the pairs well with the the wine you know back mm-hmm. to dark cafe excel days mm-hmm. but at the same time it's kind of like sex when <laughs> i feel like when you're a teenage boy you're thinking about all kinds of sexuality uh and that's floating through your head and maybe that's not everybody it was definitely me but then you get married and it's like oh we're not just having sex all the time we are trying to meal prep for the whole family uh currently trying to get our kids you know up out of bed dressed and out the door and then you come home and you try to get them charlotte in particular eat your food it's been 30 minutes um you know stuff like that and then finally you get her down to bed and then she starts whining about something as you go take care of her and then by the time it's just elizabeth and me we just crash on the bed there's no like it it's not a highlight um Mm -hmm. necessarily it's just a part of our marriage so she understands that that's um a desire of mine but she also knows that i'm not you know 24 7 all the time so right i know that may have been tmi for some people but i'm trying to be no, it's the same it's the same in our it's the same in our house too it's like it, it's funny how everyday life affects that that part of your marriage so um yeah you know sex is part of a marriage for a reason and right um you know god created it to be special and wonderful uh and fantastic but it's just like you hit the nail on the head it's so funny like when you're younger you have this expectation of oh i'm gonna be married when i'm married my wife and i will have all this sex and it'll be great and then you get married and you get going in life and it almost it gets one of those things that almost gets put on the back burner sometimes it's just like yeah we're going to sleep <laughs> it's like we'll do this like like it's almost i've had the conversation of like we'll just we'll just have sex next week (laughs) that has happened put it Um, on the to-do list yeah yeah, put it on the to-do list is that good for you yeah it's crazy no but you're 100 percent right like that's exactly how it goes and if that's how your marriage is you are normal because yes it's it's, at least i think i hope it's normal (laughs) yeah but it's just but funny at least how life according to that. the yeah. facts in my brain uh, right it's completely normal how i've yeah. lived life <laughs> <laughs> yeah man so i with all that being said i don't expect everyone listening to this to just be nodding their heads in agreement that's perfectly okay if you disagree or agree uh what i will say is that i'm charged up when elizabeth shows me respect i don't know about you ben but i'm she's charged up i'm charged up when elizabeth up. shows me respect too yep knew it. um <laughs> <laughs> but Elizabeth's charged up when I show her love and in the way that she receives love that goes back to the love languages quality time just so we're perfectly clear that means I am intentionally paying attention to what she is talking about what's going on in her life I'm actually invested in the conversation it's not just sitting in the same room doing different things right it's not quality time and I am saying that as the person who thought it was the latter turns out it's not turns out I was dead wrong so that's just we we had to learn that so i I like to show her love um through the ways that she receives love and sometimes 
her showing me respect can look like me like giving me space or letting me decompress on my own and just so we're clear she is a saint uh in our first year of marriage i was not a good communicator i've already said this like a number of times i was not very patient i just i was used to doing things my way and only having to worry about me and all of a sudden this woman is in my life and oh my gosh now i have to worry she i'm worried about wait did i step on her toes sometimes literally uh because i have giant feet but <laughs> i was just i was not all of a sudden just magically a very understanding person but she elizabeth made a choice and she showed me respect even when i quite seriously gave her a list of reasons to and um and I didn't even plan on talking about this, but there was a, a time when she wrote out for 30 days uh, different things to do for me or with me uh, just to show me respect and show me love. And that caught my attention. And I'm just putting this out there. Um, and she'll probably admit this right now. Like, that was not easy for her. Uh, the easy choice would be to be bitter and angry because I was not the easiest person to love. Uh, but I can tell you that her doing that and choosing to show me respect and show me love because I'm, I am like a, like a 60, 40 kind of person. Um, but it snapped me right out of my own downward spiral of just becoming like, you're invading my space. Uh, you got married to me. Yeah, but you're invading my space, but she snapped me out of it to the point where I wanted to show her more love. And why right. am I mentioning all this? It, just to kind of circle back that was our first conversation and kind of holistic uh event that revolved around this whole idea of like what makes her tick what makes me tick what energizes us and drains us what fills our love bucket or empties it and that conversation ultimately led to us making some changes or communicating in different ways and asking not for permission to do things like i don't really ask elizabeth's permission um she's not my parent or anything like that but i ask her about plans about things that i'd like to go do because i value her input and quite frankly just each other um so that's that's the evolution of the whole thing so that's kind of led to uh this sounds like a like a business term systematic changes within our marriage um that have really helped us to thrive rather than just be survive right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so i know you've talked a lot about like you know just even the the event i don't know yesterday or this morning um but how do y'all because I don't, I don't really know this dynamic about y'all's relationship but how do y'all communicate when like she needs quality time or you need bin time mm -hmm. like how does that come up or does it just usually just happen so the way it's funny the way i'm wired I'm very, I have like things that I do that Nikki, like it almost rubs off on her, right? Uh, and one of those things that I do that is rubbed off is I'm very direct, uh, very direct. I'm just like the, to the point, no, no fluff. Not at all. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> and so we're at a point now where I literally just say, hey, I need me time tonight. Or hey, tomorrow, like I'm playing games with micah or playing games with bear like you know i'm gonna do this like 
I, I, I just, I literally just say it and vice versa because of how basically honest I am with her, you know, she'll come in, she'll get home um, and she'll come into my office. And if I'm working, she'll be like, Hey, um, I need time tonight. I'm just like, okay, done. Like I'll, you know, I'll rearrange, I'll rearrange my, my evening. Cause most of the time in the evenings, you know, uh, you said Elizabeth doesn't understand, uh, understand your games. Nikki is like, She's like, I don't get it. And I'm like, you know what I don't get? Well, there's 30 women dating one guy, but you're watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't get that. That doesn't make sense to me. But do you enjoy it? Is it entertainment for you? Does it help you decompress? Yes. So I don't give her fuck about it. I'm just like, you can watch Pretty Little Liars. You can watch, you know, uh, Bachelorette. And it's, it's, it's to each their own. So she knows that, you know, how I decompress is usually games. Um, and so... A lot of times she'll actually work around that. She'll let me know ahead of time because most of the people I play with are, you know, don't live in Texas. They're out of state and um, you have to kind of coordinate, right? Uh, yeah. So she, she knows that if most of the time, if she gets home and we spend some time together, like once I sit down, most of the time, if I sit down and I'm playing with people, like that's where I'm at because I planned it out. But if she knows that that's the like that's going to be the case, she'll let me know ahead of time. So we're really good, honestly, about it's it's we're really good about communicating. Really, just saying, "Hey, I need this," yeah. and then you go from there. Um, that's what I have found works best. Is so many of our problems that we've had in our marriage are communication issues. It's not necessarily content. Like if you were to go Shocking. back and and yeah, right. <laughs> if you were to go back and look at like the the content of the fights. Oh, you're arguing about something silly. Oh, you're arguing about something silly. Oh, you're arguing about <laughs> and something it, silly. And in this episode, yeah, we really digs yeah. a hole. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, to answer your question, it's we just uh, we're direct with each other. We just we talk. If I have something on my mind, I say it. And if she has something on her mind, she says it. And you deal with whatever content is out there. You know what I mean? Like if she says, "Oh, I need time," and I okay, what what can I do to facilitate that? And you know move on with life like that's how marriage works you just have to communicate and uh, so many of our problems have just been solved by like hey this is how i feel <laughs> yeah and that's that's like a twofold communication thing it's like one uh doing it in general like open your mouth yeah use your Elizabeth words can't read can't read my mind right. so i need to talk to her and then two is not just use any words but try to use efficient language like me even just figuring out like hey my bucket is empty like my my love bucket is drained right now and it and she knows like it's not from her necessarily it's like just i need to go have a refill i need to fill up mm -hmm. uh and just having those words and having that common understanding of those vote or that vocabulary uh goes a long way it makes it honestly a lot less stressful <laughs> if you know what each other's talking about mm -hmm. gosh it reduces confusion it's so nice so yeah that's it, even like so that was to my story it was micah needs friend time micah needs and and the problem was not that i needed those things the problem was that i did not communicate to her one uh in the best way possible and then number two i didn't really i didn't understand and i didn't really try to understand very quickly anyway what she needed and in what way did she need 
I think that's the important concept is what way did she need it? That's yeah. So and it's the quality time thing. You know, it's not just show. It's actually like let me ask her about her day, even though she may have been texting me all day long, right. and I feel like I know what was going on, which happens pretty frequently. But then she gets home, and I'll say, "Hey, I know you were in a meeting for three hours. What could they have possibly been talking about for three hours?" And then she can tell me yeah. all about it. And usually that kind of thing, because she was, she's texting me while we we're recording this, that she was in a meeting for three hours. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested to know what could you possibly be talking about for three hours? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that so, circles back to understanding is listen, keep your mouth shut, ask a question and then keep and then your mouth talk. shut and listen, let her talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's, so the obstacle was just basically like understanding what she needed. And then for us, and this is definitely something unique to Elizabeth and me because what works for us doesn't necessarily work for you and Nikki and doesn't work for my other friends that are married and, or even just in relationships, Mm -hmm. but we scheduled out our nights for every day of the week. Uh, because then that way we know like each of us is getting time. And before any of you get the idea, scheduling things is too mechanical or robotic. I need you to just pause for a second and consider how many times you've heard somebody say that they want to hang out, grab coffee, and then months or years go by without it happening. Exactly. So, with <laughs> that being said, because uh, we all know it freaking happens, you can see somebody, hey, when are we going to hang out and get lunch? Oh, man, I'll, I'll hit you up this week. Never hear from them, right? So, as an adult, especially, <laughs> like you start to realize like if you don't actually put something on a calendar or write something down, like it's just not going to happen. On the rare occasion, like the 1% of the time, it might happen. So for us, we have to schedule things. I know you were just talking about how, like, Nikki could come home today and be like, I need time tonight. Oh, it's okay, Valentine's cool. Day. but Well, yeah. you, oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just newsflash, she will need time tonight. Yeah. Um, but the the point is, like, for you guys, you can kind of do that on the fly. I I don't like last-minute changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to – I've over the years – become much more understanding and patient because things happen but last minute changes hurt because to me i like to get excited about stuff happening and so if i can like know that it's coming and i start to just build up that excitement and then all of a sudden it's not happening or Mm -hmm. we're actually going to do this instead i actually get my balloon popped you know my excitement balloon yeah so for us we can have some flexibility but here's ours and I'm going to actually go through our weekly schedule because for all I know, one person listening to this may be like, oh, that's what we need to do. Uh, and in fact, I was talking, I, I asked his permission to share this story. I was talking to my buddy Barrett, who's a realtor here in Austin. He and I are very close. We, we talk weekly um, every Thursday because we schedule it. But anyway, we were talking earlier and <laughs> he starts explaining like his scheduled times with Kristen, his wife. And I said, that's weird. That sounds uh, pretty similar to ours, except y'all meet for coffee, like at eight in the morning or 10 in the morning. And I said, our schedules just don't allow that. So even in that situation, it's pretty similar to what Elizabeth and I do, but it's still their own version of it. And Ben and Nikki have their own thing. Mike and Elizabeth have their own thing. So mm-hmm. it's whatever, but here's what works for you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but the point is to keep each other's love buckets full, um, if at all possible. And so here you go. Sunday night for us is TV night. Me and Elizabeth, that's TV night. 
And we did that on purpose because typically Mondays he hit the ground running with work. So we wanted to just kind of veg out and recharge. Monday through Wednesday nights for me are gaming nights with friends. Like on Tuesday night, I know that I play on PlayStation with Steven. That is my designated night to literally spend time hanging out with him. And when I say hang out, he's a dad of two. I'm a dad of two. He's married. I'm married. We both have jobs. We're not leaving our houses, but we have microphones. So we'll talk to each other and ask each other how life is going. So to us, it's like the virtual bar to hang out or something like that or go get coffee, whatever. Um, Thursday is intentional time with Elizabeth. There's that word again, intentional. Our phones are off. If you try to reach out to me on a Thursday night from about 7.30 till whenever the next morning, I will not respond to you. My phone will be off. It'll be in the other room. I'm not going to respond to you. Uh, that's her time. And then Friday is kind of flexible. Yeah, sometimes I game. Sometimes uh, we go hang out with friends. Sometimes, I don't know, it's Valentine's Day. So Fridays are kind of up in the air. Um, and then Saturday night is always date night. Sometimes we do that with another couple that we've want, been wanting to spend time with. Um, but we always leave room for either of us to request an audible uh, on any given night. And so, listen, we all I know I don't like last minute changes, but we all have crappy days. And sometimes I'll come home and kind of like Nikki does with you or you do with her. I'll tell Elizabeth, I need alone time tonight. Mm -hmm. I, I am on empty. Here's everything that's happened. No, I don't want to talk about any more of it. I'll tell you when I'm ready. I'm done. I need alone time. Mm -hmm. And she's very understanding. And then the same thing, like say, Hey, I know you're supposed to play games tonight. I know that Michael's expecting you to get on, but I could really use some time with you. Yeah. That's where it's kind yeah. of how we're wired is that's, that's, uh, the audible is real. Like, you know, if it's, if it's the, if the time is needed, the time is needed and your buds can wait. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And luckily, like, especially with adults, adult males, like in their, you know, 30 or right around my age, like, I feel like we start to figure it out. Like, mm -hmm. If at any time, yeah, if at any time I like have a plan with some buds to play games and I send a text message and I'm like, hey, Nikki needs time. That's literally all I have to say. I'll get yeah. a text back from any of these people and be like, it's all good. You'd be lucky to even get a text back from me. I'll just probably like the message and that, that'd be yep. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's my my thought process this whole thing is very simple and it's that if i meant it when i told elizabeth i love her then why would i not put in effort to make sure she feels loved rather than just hear me say it you know it's like i can tell somebody yeah dude you're, you're my friend but if i literally never hang out with that person do they feel like a friend probably not yeah so it's that's just that's my whole thing if, if you're in a relationship right now listening to this podcast like why are you in a relationship? Is it to fill a void in your heart? It, I mean, it may, it may be. Um, but if you're in a relationship, it will not, especially marriage, but some relationships also, I, I don't think that it will hurt you in the long run to invest uh, in that relationship and to invest time, uh, even to sacrifice a little bit. I mean, last time we talked about all these disciplined steps to take care of a lawn, your body, kids, whatever. And I heard someone once say that the grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is always greenest where you water it. So if you want to have green grass, this is all a metaphor, then water it. 
spend some time, invest time, be intentional. But all that being said, so what? What what now? Um, and we, we want to have a little bit of audience engagement here. And it's just kind of, we've got a, a couple questions for you. Ben, you want to hit the first one? Yeah. So we've given our kind of examples, guys, about uh, our love buckets and how they get drained and how they get filled. So we kind of want to know what about you guys? What's the dynamic of y'all's relationships, marriages? Um, what works? What doesn't work? Um, yeah, that kind of that that kind of thing. I want we, we want to know um, how you operate. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that that's a, a good way to interact with us. Uh, we this whole podcast, we don't want this to be a one-sided dialogue. Uh, we want to interact with you people because we care about you. And that's why we started this whole thing was, uh, we felt like the general populace was not talking about life in a candid, um, let's see both sides of this kind mm-hmm. of way, mm-hmm. positive and the negatives. Um, so another question, have you ever even considered what fills you up to the point that you want to just overwhelm others with love so i'm what i mean by that is like that may look like you're in this case love bucket is so full that you want to just ask somebody how their day is or now that we've been talking about it calling that friend that you kept wanting to hang out with but it's been 11 and a half months since you've spoken to them Mm -hmm. you know whatever that looks like for you have you ever actually been so filled up that you just want to pour out on other people Mm -hmm. and another big thing is is if if you haven't, have you communicated to your significant other, your spouse, partner, whatever, what fills their bucket? Because um, if you haven't done that, then that's, that's a good probably time. where to start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the communication factor, right? I mean, if I don't know what's going on with Elizabeth, I wouldn't know. Yeah. That's you got to ask. Out, you got to open empty, up your mouth. Filled up. Yeah. There, I mean, there have been times where I'm like, hey, are you okay? Like, you seem kind of upset. And she's like, no, I'm just, I'm really tired. I, I actually don't feel very well. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, so I didn't screw something up. Love that. Okay, cool. We're good. Um, and then lastly, if you're single, and that could be anybody listening to this, knowing yourself and how you operate is nothing but beneficial. So would it not benefit you to know what fills you up? I feel like it would. Uh, not fill. F-I-L-L, but feel. Anyway, uh, poor dad joke. But getting to know yourself. It's and getting fill to know... the name P-H-I-L pop in my head. <laughs> right. <laughs> but getting to know yourself is, is beneficial because then you, then you know where to set boundaries sometimes with friendships or you can go into a relationship and you know yourself better so you can communicate that better and start off on a better foot than maybe Ben and I did. Who knows? So I don't think there's a wrong foot to start off of. I think it's not the... The left foot. Don't start on the left foot. Yeah, it's not the, the, it's not the, I don't know. I just don't feel like you can, there's no right or wrong way to go about doing this. Like there's no right or way. I mean, there's obviously probably a wrong way to go about marriage. And if you want to get into the technical, then go away. Uh, (laughs) I think that, you know, there's no really right or wrong way to like go about marriage. Like it's just, you have to figure it out. You have to figure each other out and it all has to be based um around the concept of commitment and love i mean it, it, it i i agree with you to an extent uh, i think that what i'm just trying to point out is like okay we figured out this stuff over the course of four and five years i'm sure that my parents who've been married 
exponentially longer than I have, uh, could share with me oh, insights that they learned in mm-hmm. years 20, 25, 30, that sort of thing. But basically, like, people listening to this may not have thought about this yet, right? So they may not even be married yet. I actually know of a guy that I believe is engaged, um, the guy that I was talking to you about, uh, trying to help out, but he is engaged. And maybe now that he's heard this, he's thinking, oh, holy crap, now I know what to say. Yeah. And now I know how to actually like facilitate love for her better. So it's just having to not go through something, at least one thing the hard way. Yeah. Uh, save somebody some pain. That's pretty much all I'm getting at. Yep. I like it. I think that's all we got for this episode, but uh, we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> we've got uh, <laughs> we've got Twitter, Facebook, we've got Instagram. I, for the love of everything, can't figure out TikTok, and I just... <clears throat> Anyhow, yeah, uh, that one trips me out. Um, on all the first three, though, uh, you can find us on yeah Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's uh, at actual MBP, uh, like Micah Ben podcast. Yep. Let us know what you thought of today's episode, and uh, what are some things that fill up your love bucket? Yeah. So on our next episode, we will be talking about the four batteries in a person and how quote being tired can mean a lot of different things you won't want to miss it Mm -hmm. yeah today we talked about empty love buckets now we're going to talk about just how you drain and need to recharge you won't want to miss it so make sure you subscribe and get the notifications we will be sure to post on our social medias uh to let you guys know when it's ready to rock and roll and listen to y'all are fantastic until next time love y'all bye